You're listening to Advancing Our Church. Welcome to Advancing Our Church, a Changing Our World podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. And I'm your host, Jim Friend. Well, today we're going to talk about Giving Tuesday, a little bit of a recap from a couple of weeks ago. But uh, first, I just want to let you know that we are sorry that we did not have a show last week. Uh, My entire family has been recovering from the coronavirus, and it has been a rough haul. You know, some folks get off with just no symptoms or... You know, it's a slight cold over the weekend for us. It was a good week and a half of sleeping and temperatures and just getting through it. Just so grateful to our family and friends for their support as we and my colleagues also and wonderful clients uh, as I got through this. But um, it's no joke, folks. So uh, our vaccines are on the way and life as we once knew it is hopefully Uh, on the horizon, but uh, just take it seriously as you go into the Christmas holidays. Uh, It was certainly no joke for the Friend family, but I am happy to report that we are all on the mend now. Great news on the Friend family front also. My oldest is now a Temple University student. She was just accepted to transfer over for next fall. So congratulations to Brianna and um, our Madison, who is our middle child, was just accepted to both St. John's University and to Temple University. So congratulations to Madison. Um, Big stuff happening in the Friend family as we kind of close out this year. And I hope it's been a good year for you. Um, I know that there have been many silver linings in fundraising for many of you and in communications. And for many of us, we've been able to communicate with our donors in a in a different way, but in some ways, even a more meaningful way. And so um, I look forward to continuing to share your stories as we move into 2021. For this week, we're going to have two podcasts. This is the first one, obviously, Christmas week. And then our Christmas episode will be released on Wednesday. And we'll have another great interview and some well wishes from the staff of Changing Our World. Uh, but first, today we're going to talk about Giving Tuesday. So with that said, let's get to work. Today, I host a discussion with three dioceses, the Archdiocese of Seattle, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and the Diocese of Allentown. These are all Catholic schools. They are high schools, elementary schools, and one special learning center. We had a Zoom call with my colleagues, Fred Roberts and Anna Vallez, and it was a Facebook Live discussion on the results and the strategies that these schools used for Giving Tuesday. And it was so great to uh, have some new friends on the podcast, as well as schools from all over the country, talking about uh, how they were capturing donors and engaging people through, uh, through Giving Tuesday. And so without further ado, here's our conversation. Uh, I'm Jim Friend. I'm the host of Advancing Our Church. And with me today, as always, are the wonderful Anna Baez from Changing Our World. Welcome, Anna. Good afternoon, everyone. And Fred Roberts, Managing Director of Changing Our World. Welcome, Fred. Hello. Thanks, Jim. So what's the weather like in your neck of the woods, guys? Everything good? In Carlsbad, it's beautiful. We're going to have a, uh, I think, uh, Santa Ana winds. It's about 75 right now. Oh, Um, I can see the sunshine pouring through the California sunshine (laughs) pouring through those windows, Anna. It's making me jealous. It's crazy. We've had some cold weather in Philadelphia. Yeah. How's the weather in Cleveland there, Fred? 
Well, I can't say this very often, Jim, but it's sunny in Cleveland today. So <laughs> we're happy about that. Yay, Cleveland. We'll we got we'll this big it. lake that keeps it cloudy here most of the time, but uh, <laughs> we had That's a huge awesome. storm here two days ago. So we welcome the sunshine today. Good, good. Well, we have some wonderful distinguished guests today. So uh, we're going to go ahead around the horn and uh, introduce our uh, our guests. We'll start with Rebecca Alcariz. Rebecca, why don't you let us know where you're from and uh, what's what school you work for? Hi, thanks. Um, my name is Rebecca Alcariz. I'm the Development Director in West Seattle, Washington for Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we're a preschool through eighth grade um, mm -hmm. Catholic schools. Wonderful. And how long have you been in your position? Just a year. Nice. A year ago, last give, Giving Tuesday. <laughs> so, oh, hey. Oh. Did you get baptized in fire with Giving Tuesday last year? And Yes, yes. I, I threw something together really quick, and that was our first. They'd never done it before, so that was our first first endeavor. So, so you're, a, you're a veteran. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Uh, Paige Banks, tell us about yourself. Uh, yes, my name is Paige and I'm from Tacoma, Washington, and I'm the development manager for Bellarmine Preparatory School. We are a co-ed Catholic school, 9th through 12th. Wonderful, wonderful. And Allie, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm Allie Thomas, the advancement director at O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington. We are a all-boys high school. Um, and it actually is, it's sunny in Seattle right now too, I have to say. So it's very, very nice to see. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And Trish Doherty, my former colleague from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. It's great to see you again, Trish. Welcome. Hi, Jim. Good to see you. Um, Trish Doherty Decker. I am the director of advancement at St. Hubert High School here in Philadelphia. We're an all girls high school. I'm an alum of the school. Um, lots of family connections. We're located in the northeast part of the city. And um, yes, I've known Jim. Um, when I started here, it'll be four years in February. Hard to believe. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Good to see you, Trish. Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. And Mark Napierkowski is from my home uh, city of Allentown. Mark, welcome to the program. But you're not in Allentown. You're in Colorado. I am. I'm in Denver right now where it is 32 degrees. So it can be anything from zero to 75 probably, but we're right in the middle. And uh, this is where my roots really are, Colorado. But I live in Allentown. I work there at Mercy School for Special Learning. So we are a, a, a school for children and young adults with developmental and or intellectual disabilities from age three to 21, actually and above 21. And I'm in my fourth year there and uh, you know, we're excited to be in the diocese. A lot of good things happening there. We actually have three special learning centers there or schools. Uh, which is unusual for any diocese, I think, because um, Denver yes. doesn't have any, by the way. Right. And so we're we're fortunate in Allentown to have three in the diocese. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful ministry, Mark, and uh, and like you're you, like you say, very unique uh, for a diocese to be able to offer that kind of service uh, for Catholic education. So mm -hmm. glad to have you on the show. Thank you. And last but not least, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. What school you're from? Sure, I'm with St. Joseph School in Seattle. I'm the director of advancement. I started here in July, um, so it's haven't been here too long, but I was with uh, Woodland Park Zoo for about three years prior, and I've worked at St. Anne's School and the University of Washington. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad you joined us because now we have that perfect nine uh, box Brady Bunch uh, square. So the, the, <laughs> the Zoom picture is completely well balanced now that you're here, Aaron. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so this is just a question for the group. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Giving Tuesday. I'm sorry, in just a moment. But first, um, Fred Roberts. Fred's going to has been doing a little bit of research to tell us a little bit about some of the early numbers, what what we've seen out there. Uh, out on the on the internet and and through some of the news feeds. So, tell us what you found, Fred. Just was uh, starting with some background on I Give Catholic. Um, it's the U.S. Catholic Church's Giving Day that kicks off the charitable season, brings the Catholic community together, and um, in a way to give thanks and give back. Uh, because it does take place the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. I've heard it referred to as Penance after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. <laughs> and uh, there could be some truth to that. Uh, but during the uh, I Give Catholic Giving Day, thousands of people uh, from around the world uh, generously give back to their, in support of their parishes, schools, and ministries. Um, this year's event um, is making quite an impact, and I'm sure we're going to hear uh, some great stories from our panelists today. Uh, just uh, uh, pulled some stats off of the website today. More than $12 million raised from 47,000 donors. Uh, so that's fantastic. That's going to provide funding for over 1,600 ministries across the, the Catholic Church. So terrific! Uh, great to hear that. Uh, right at the top of the leaderboard, uh, Patricia and Jim, you'll be happy to hear this in your backyard. Uh, Catholic Charities in Philadelphia, tops wow. the leaderboard, raised over $437,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow, that's amazing. For homelessness, housing, poverty, hunger, and education. So uh, what a what a great thing that is. What a blessing. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we heard from a friend of the podcast, uh, Leslie Knopp, uh, in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, they were able to uh, to bring in 161,000 from uh, 900 donors in in support of 45 ministries. Right wow. um, here in uh, here in my home diocese, the Diocese of Cleveland. Um, we've been at this for a few years. The Catholic Community Foundation has. Uh, last year, they raised a, a million aid in 24 hours. Uh, and um, uh, from the beginning, um, from the first time that, that we've done it here in the in our diocese, over $4 million has been raised. Wow. Um, so this year, there were 235 participating schools, parishes, ministries, Catholic charity sites and programs, and other Catholic nonprofits. And there was also a bit of a wrinkle. Uh, because there were all the organizations that participated were entered into a friendly competition to gain the most supporters and win from a $61,000 prize pool. So a little added uh, bonus there for the, for the participants. And uh, great news, uh, over $3 million was raised yesterday, and Assumption School in Broadview Heights was the, the, at the top of, of our leaderboard. They brought in over 300000 and just did a great job on their website. So, Jim, I guess you could say that the season of giving back is in full swing. I'll say. And, and as we know, we, we're, we're now at December 2nd and probably the biggest giving month of the year. So uh, all these good people on, on our podcast today are very, very busy this month, I'm sure. And we appreciate all of you taking some time to be with us. Thanks, Fred. Those are great, great statistics. And, you know, we're it does sound as though this may be the biggest Giving Tuesday yet. So um, that's exciting. Very exciting. I was doing a little bit of research this morning just in San Diego County. And have you all heard of the double impact, triple impact notion? 
that came with Giving Tuesday, that's where um, nonprofits engage board members to double whatever folks give dollar for dollar. Triple impact is three to one. So anybody that gives a dollar, they uh, match that by giving three times the amount. And at least with the 12 nonprofits that I checked with this morning, they saw an increase of about 30% when they offered that type of uh, of an arrangement. That's tremendous. Wow. It is. It is. That's great. So um, let's start out with a question to the group, um, you know, kind of going back to the very beginning when you guys began to uh, start to prepare for Giving Tuesday. How, how early did you start this process? Um, and do you feel like you started early enough? Uh, as far as your preparation time, how much lead time? I'm sure if somebody's listening to the podcaster and maybe they've never tried Giving Tuesday or maybe they've never tried a day of giving, how much lead time do you need to get one of these things started and and be successful? Anybody want to take that? You know, I'll jump in and offer my two cents worth and it might only be worth two cents. Um, (laughs) But but here's the the thing. We've never really put a concerted effort into Giving Tuesday, at least in my time there. Um, I think out of my four years, we've done it, I guess, twice, maybe three times. I don't, re- it, and that's, so that, that very admission I'm making that I don't remember how much we've done this, uh, you know, should be, should be sort of uh, uh, indicative of, of uh, the fact that we haven't really made a priority of it, but this year we did, um, but we got started pretty late. We have our, our annual gala, which was a virtual thing, you know, like most people are doing now in October, then our annual report. I had to crank that out. So a lot of things converged all at once. And I thought, let's do something for Giving Tuesday. We've got to do something. And so with, it, with, it, with, with, with about, I don't know, 10 to 12 days prior to Giving Tuesday, I actually worked with Jessica Edris and we um, identified a need, a very specific need, uh, which is our music therapy program, which has been impacted. It's the only enrichment program we offer right now for our kids. So it's really important. It's that much more important now than it ever was before. So that was our um, cause. That was our what. And then as far as the how and the, and the putting it together, Jessica was, was a big part of that. But I came up with a bunch of content. She organized it. She sent the constant contact emails, the posting. And we, you know, we had probably the best, we've, we had the best year we've ever had for Giving Tuesday, which is not, you know, for us, it was a lot. $5,400 is a lot for us in Giving Tuesday. So that's my, uh, our little experience. Great. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Congratulations. Anyone else? How early did you start? I'll I'll jump in. So last year, as I said, it was my first year here and brand new. I took the opportunity to jump into Giving Tuesday as a a showcase to our school on social media because we didn't have a really great social media platform. So I was trying to build it and build the engagement. And so every hour I featured a different grade because our school is founded on service as well as um, general academics. So each class has a nonprofit they serve all year long and they pick a different service project for that nonprofit and they do it all year long. So I thought, what a great opportunity to showcase that because I was learning about it as a ta- at the time as a new one, new person with the school. So each hour we showcased and then shared that nonprofit as well. So we could really partnership in the community, uh, expand our partnerships in the community and, and just give back. And so we did that last year. And so this year, um, I wanted to do it again, but knowing with everything shut down and being remote for school as a, as a preschool through eight school, it's, it's really hard on those little ones, um, especially. So I just wanted to take the opportunity to showcase each grade again and use it as a reminder, because I think in this 
time, especially in Seattle, we just went back into another season of, of a little bit more restrictions. So I just utilized it as a time to showcase each grade again of a positive. Mm -hmm. So something that we utilized, um, it within each grade band to say, Hey, this is what we did, even though we're remote. And so really for me, more so than, than the giving, which is great. And it's been growing each year. It's more, uh, in conjunction also with marketing, just to expand, to show, Hey, you know, this is what we can do as a community and just remind people, this is, this is what we can do in spite of, of the circumstances. So, so it does take a lot of planning because starting at 8am, each grade has a different showcase and it's about five, four to five social media posts an hour, which means programming that and coming up with it. So, um, September was probably a late for me. I wish I would have gotten more video. I saw Bellerman's videos. They did a great job on their videos. I'd love to hear more about their planning on that. But being remote, it's a little hard to get those videos. So I would mm-hmm. that would be one thing I would add in. So yeah, it was a, it was a great um, day in that we really saw some positive engagement and more so than we ever have on our social media um, platforms. So it was, it was what a great. Win- what great leadership, Rebecca, to be able to uh, coordinate all that with each of those grades and each of those classes oh, yeah. and, you know, great buy-in from your faculty also to accomplish something like that. So that. kudos to you. Yeah, Not everybody can get that kind of support. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's a team effort. So we're, we're grateful. Great. Anyone else? How early? Anybody start super early on this, like uh, early fall or last week or what do you, what do you think? <laughs> About um, a week and a half to two weeks ago. Okay. Now I'm we're I, I feel fortunate because we have a, a an excellent graphic designer that um, we work with a lot on a lot of our projects, and um, he's designed our our social media and everything that's gone out through Constant Contact the last couple of years. So um, we've we're wrapping up our annual report. So I we're back and forth, back and forth, and I was like, put the brakes on. We have to you know we have to focus on. Giving Tuesday and and get moving on this. Um, our school is it's interesting. We're still 75, 70 to 75% check driven for, for gifts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, giving oh. Tuesday is a challenge. Um, but we're we're doing a lot better with engaging our younger alum. And and I think it's been important, you know, to still put out the the social media and the emails. Um, because even though like all the donations we got were strictly online, we didn't count any of the checks. We were a little late, but I I was pleased with how it went. We had six different, um, graphics that we put out and, uh, the timing worked out well and we actually surpassed our goal too. So I'm pretty happy. Wow. Congratulations. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. I would say that we, um, we are lucky that t- about two years ago, we actually branded Giving Tuesday to our own giving day. So we call it Give Gold Day. Um, and so we already kind of had a lot of things already in place for that. So we were able to focus a little bit more on some strategy with the matching dollars that we were able to get. So this year we did split the our match, um, which was 30000 into two matches. Um, so we opened the day with a match that was tied to dollar for dollar matching, which we ended up hitting by 930. So next year wow. we <laughs> might need to change that a little bit because sure. <laughs> it was a, a little quick um, there, which is amazing, but also, you know, a little tough with some on your feet messaging, you know, um, because then we, in the afternoon we released our second match 
um, that was tied to number of gifts because that's really important on a day of giving just to involve the community. Every gift counts $5 to however many dollars anyone wants to give that day. Um, And so, yeah, we saw a lot of success with actually, you know, doing both uh, matches that way. And we as well um, beyond surpassed our goals for both dollar amount and number of gifts that day. So, but uh, I think everyone would say they all all wish that they would like to start earlier than they did because (laughs) there's never time. So it is what it is. Right. Exactly. Did anybody have um, include any part of COVID-19 into their case for support? Or how did you weave that? I see Trisha's nodding her head. How did you weave that in if you did, um, how COVID has been impacting your school? We, you know, I think the, the hardest thing for us is um, to use all, all the photos with the girls wearing masks. Um, you know, here in Philadelphia, it's mandatory. Um, that we wear them inside and it's highly recommended outside. And the city actually went to to a full shutdown again on November 20th um, in the sense that the Catholic schools were open, but not the public schools. So, you know, it's, I didn't want to because our, you know, everybody wants to see smiling faces. Everybody wants to see your kids and your students because giving Tuesday isn't about the building we're in. It's about the the people in the building and and the students. So um, we did use images that, you know, it has, it has the girls are all wearing masks, but we did each graphic that we put out had a different word on it, you know, like believe commitment, gratitude, leadership, sisterhood. And the last one obviously was thank you. But, you know, like the believe we wrote, our students believe in better tomorrows and your support is going to, you know, help them get through this, especially through these challenging times. We didn't hide from it. We kind of said, you know what, we're all in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it's hard on the, these kids. Um, it's interesting, though, we were slow all day with donations and about four, I think it was about 3.30 yesterday, I put out a graphic and had gratitude and the other thing is, you know, the challenge of you can't have a lot of students in a photo, you know, um, to be conscious of that. So um, and the gratitude one, I'm, I'm actually looking at it. It just says, you know, our students are grateful for your support and we're grateful for your continued support at making a difference in the lives of our students. Your generosity is giving these young women an opportunity to succeed. We have five students pictured out front wearing their mask and I'll tell you what, it took off from there. We were, the the donations just started pouring in last night. So um, yeah, so we, you know what, we we embraced it. We said, this is the reality we're all living with. And um, people want to help. People want to make a difference. And I I think that they were kind of drawn to it. That's good, Trish. I'll just jump into it quickly before my battery dies, which is imminent. But um, we, we worked in COVID and as I mentioned to you all before, our music therapy program is the only single, you know, the only program that remains that we can offer. Uh, we're able to do it safely and, and the kids don't have to go anywhere. So we certainly incorporated that and some video Im- imaging and, and some just little, little um, anecdotes that we, that we put together. And so I think that moved people, you know, anyone paying attention gets it. They know that all of us are restricted. We're all restricted in, in, in major ways. So um, I think that moved people's hearts. We also were, you know, happy to have more donors this year than we have in the past. So I think the lesson I'm learning is if I, if we get started earlier, maybe we can have a bigger impact or make a, you know, even have a bigger event, but because of the way our events converge, our major events, it's always been challenging, but we can work ahead. And I'm learning that from all of you. It's good. 
Anyone else work in COVID a little bit uh, in, in a different way? Or how did you mention it in your case for support when you were promoting Giving Tuesday? Yeah, um, for Bellarmine, we certainly used it. Um, it was kind of tricky because we always try to create a theme for our Giving Tuesday. And like last year, it was like, what are Lions thankful for since we're the Bellarmine Lions? And um, this year with COVID, actually, most of the students kind of began their own tagline of like, together we are Bellarmine. So we just decided to play off of that and continue to make that part of our social media campaign and everything mm -hmm. with Giving Tuesday. But it was very important to our VP to kind of keep donors informed of what, um, what is Bellarmine doing? Because I think there were a lot of parents, um, or not just parents, but even maybe former alums or people who are wondering, like, what is Bellarmine doing, you know, or, and kind of this assumption that is the need not as great because we don't have students on campus right now, but it was like the exact opposite. Like our tuition assistance goal got increased by like $150,000. So now we have more money to raise. And, um, but for us to create a message around COVID, we kind of specifically just wanted to again, inform our donors, what have we been doing in the interim? And so when COVID hit in March, we actually were, the students immediately went to remote learning. They were able to graduate and everything continued full-time normally. And um, obviously going into this school year, they're continuing to learn from home. And But we slowly were able to create like pods of uh, athletics and um, activities and groups. And so they were safely slowly starting to be allowed to come to campus. And so we kind of shared that information. But so around Giving Tuesday, we kind of took the key administrators from the school and did videos to have them do a message. So Great. we did have like our vice principal of curriculum information. We had our vice principal of athletics and student life. We had the director of the learning resource center who does the uh, tutoring. So um, it was, I thought it was really good for people to see that and hear from those people specifically. And they just gave an update. This is what Bellarmine's doing. And this is why the need is still great because we're in order to continue this, we're going to need your support. So it's kind of nice to have them almost in a way give an update, but also be part of the ask. Um, and then we still wanted to have a student voice, but that was difficult because I haven't even seen a student since March. So um, <laughs> we were trying to think how are we, you know, we could record, I guess, have them record themselves. We've sort of done that for other things, but um, the leadership class actually provided a bunch of quotes from students in the class. And so our marketing communications guy did sort of a slideshow that had their student photo and they kind of had a quote of, how they're doing. And they said, although maybe the school year didn't start off so great, I'm grateful or I'm thankful for my connection with my class and being able to connect with my teacher over Zoom. And so they were able to give an update as well. That was kind of a positive spin. So I felt like donors really responded to that. And uh, again, I think COVID, that being tied into our Giving Tuesday, um, worked out really well for us. So, Boy, that's terrific. Great story, Paige. Thank you. Aaron, I know you have to jump off real quick. So before you do, I um, just want to pull pull you into the conversation real quick here. Tell us a little bit about uh, your, your day of giving. How did Giving Tuesday go for, at St. Joe's? Well, um, we, we I just started in July, and our annual gala was November 13th. 
So it started the day before Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, We really just take the day to thank um, our partners um, in the community, other nonprofits that we've worked with um, in a video messaging on social media. You asked about COVID and um, our whole theme this fall for giving has been around building a healthy, safe and sustainable environment. We use that throughout our gala and uh, worked really well. And uh, we just kind of took a little bit of a pause and just spent it more on thanking folks. But we will continue that theme throughout the end of the year. But then looking ahead, hearing all the wonderful things that you all are doing, we will definitely have uh, build out a timeline to to uh, be a little more proactive. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Allie, I know you, you've got to jump off as well. Any any final thoughts before you have to, to run? No, I just, I, I really liked what Paige was saying. I mean, I know that we all miss seeing the students and, and we want to try to incorporate them and it's really hard right now. So one idea that I just wanted to put out there, so we're an all boys high school, um, all boys or boys, high school boys don't often take great selfies or photos. So it's a struggle <laughs> for us to get really good content. Um, and so this year we actually mailed all of our students a prompt that they answered that said brotherhood means to me. And then they just one word and we asked them to write legibly. Um, and then they submitted them to win a prize. Uh, it was a t-shirt that we're going to mail them as well, but, um, we got a lot of really good responses and we asked them to, to send those in the week before. So then the day of, we had a lot of content already that we could use in emails and things like that. So that's, that was my one tip. Um, I know there's no other all boys schools on this panel, but there might be some out there. So if you're looking for content and nice photos. Um, I would see <laughs> bribery sometimes helps. No, <laughs> great, great idea. Like that idea. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, you guys. Sally, thanks for being Have on a good the show. one. Yes, thanks it. a lot. Nice meeting everyone. Thank you, Aaron. Bye. Thank you. So our Brady Bunch squares are, are small. <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad you're all, I'm glad you're all still hanging in there. And and Mark, you're still on. Your battery's still sure hanging, in there. I'm hanging in there. That's great. <laughs> um, you know, we talked a little bit a little bit about story, storytelling and um, you know, pull Anna and Fred into this conversation a little bit as well, because um, you know, with good giving Tuesday, like with any either it's a little mini campaign appeal or whatever it is, it's really all about telling the story, isn't it? And, uh, you know, what are some of the factors that you looked at when you were developing your case for support, your story around giving Tuesday or, or what was it about your school or maybe Fred and Anna, you have some examples to share about how we tell our story around these kinds of little micro campaigns that can really uh, and I love what you were saying about, you know, it sets the, sets the stage maybe for further conversations, right? So that, you know, you're not just uh, asking for a 25 bucks on Giving Tuesday or 100 bucks or whatever it is, but you look at that as an opportunity to tell your story and educate them about the needs and educate them also about the great successes that you're having. Um, anybody want to jump on that? Fred I, or uh, Jim and, and um, everybody listening, I, I had spoken to one of my parishes this week and I thought it was great because they brought for Giving Tuesday, they brought six alumni that were at that school and they brought them back to talk about stewardship, what they had learned uh, about stewardship while they were going to school, what they learned about it through college and what they're doing now. And each of the alumni talked about how they're giving back. And what they do to make sure they give back. I thought that was a great touch, you know, that 
people always want to know, okay, what, what are the kids doing now? You know, if they went through the school, went through the elementary, the high school, I thought, I thought it was a great idea. And they had a lot of people that they did an actual giving Tuesday zoom call for folks to call in and ask questions of others. And I just thought that was great. They did it last night. And I thought that was interesting. They found out that if they did it between six and seven, that that would be the time that folks would be home from work. If they were actually working outside of the, of the home, that folks would be able to actually key in and listen to what they had to say. So I thought the alumni um, bit was really good. I also um, spoke to a couple of people this morning and I wanted to ask all of you, did any of you use the new, um, what the CARES Act, how it has changed and how that's affecting um, donors um, for Giving Tuesday? Did any of you weave that into your message? I, was, I, I never even considered that. I that's a good idea. But if anyone did, I'm, I'm I'd love to listen to how that worked out. Yes, and what I can do is, uh, Jim, I can send you the tagline that was used mm-hmm. for Giving Tuesday in the schools that were here in San Diego County, so mm-hmm. that all of you can see what they put together. And I think it was well done, saying you know how giving has been affected. Um, mm-hmm. This year, how the laws have changed that are going to allow them to take a bigger deduction this year. Yep. So um, I'll make sure that Jim gets this and that he can send this out to all of you and maybe put it on our, our Facebook page, Jim. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll include that in the show notes of this episode. So if you're listening later, you can click on the show notes and there'll be right. a link. There. And I'll send that along. Yeah, that's great. Jim, I'll get a little plug in here for the local high school here in my backyard, Elyria Catholic. They did a really nice job tying in of who they are uh, as a as a faith, uh, you know, a school of faith, uh, tying in Catholic tradition and li- and how they how the students really live their faith and inspire others. Um, so they did tie in COVID uh, with some virtual activities, class retreats, uh, living stations of the cross, Advent weekly devotions, which I think is a real opportunity, uh, especially for for Catholic schools, Catholic organizations because it's right uh, you know, at the beginning of Advent. So it's really an opportunity to, to draw attention to the organization, but also to, uh, to, to really one of the, the greatest times in the, the Catholic uh, calendar. So, uh, so they did a really nice job of, of tying in you know, some of these initiatives into their uh, case. And I, I thought that was um, you know, something that uh, would, be, would be good for others to consider as well. That's great. Have, did anybody use a special software of any kind or, uh, you know, like when um, I worked with one of my clients uh, this past year and we transitioned their gala into an online event, uh, Mark, I heard you did, so- sounds like you did something similar. Some of you other others on the, on the show today may have done that. Um, anybody use that software for Giving Tuesday or for other purposes like that? No, not, we didn't use it for this, um, but if we scale larger next year, Maybe it would be appropriate to do so, but I'm, yeah, there's so many of them out there. So we would consider certainly doing that. Yeah. Our database has a, has donation forms already um, templates for Giving Tuesday. So we just Mm -hmm. utilize that. So then it goes right in the database. I don't have to enter twice for donations. So then it all stems together with thank you notes and and end of the year notes and things like that. So um, I just incorporated that form and then utilized, um, I think Giving Tuesday has some amazing resources. They have a Canva subset already of graphics. So I, unlike, um, who was it that had a 
graphic designer, which I would love to steal. I, I am the graphic designer as well. Uh, so I liked um, utilizing um, the templates that they provided through Canva because I use that program anyways. So that that's a great, uh, great asset. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening also uh, are the graphic designer as well. So yeah. uh, you're not alone. <laughs> Any hats. Any hats. He doesn't do all of our work. I'm a big Canva fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we, you know, we had them do it um, the last three years. And I think the consistency has helped us see our, our donations grow because people are familiar with it. You know, the imaging and the messaging might change a little bit, um, but it, it's consistent. Let's talk a little about matching gifts and, and major gifts. I know that when we that going back to the client that I worked with over this past year, um, when we converted to an online event, we use matching gifts and major gifts quite a bit to drive uh, traffic, to drive interest, to get donors excited. I saw a lot of that this year uh, with um, with different organizations that were out there two times a match, three times a match. Uh, you know, has anyone did any of you use a, a use a major gift or a matching gift to to leverage more gifts for your program this year? We did not. And we kind of, we, we weren't too sure about whether we wanted to do it or not. We mm-hmm. had just done a matching gift. There was a big campaign here in, in June. Jim, I'm not sure if you saw it with Faith in the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we did use a big matching gift on that one. Yeah. Um, this time we didn't. And honestly, I was overwhelmed by the support we got. I, I thought it was, I thought the donations were going to be lower mm-hmm. given the circumstances, you know, especially here um, in Philadelphia, you know, um, there's a lot of unemployment right now. A lot of right. businesses are closed, you know, so it was, it was a little touch and go as far as what, how we were going to make out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we didn't pursue the matching gift, not that we're not going to do it again, because we also do a day of caring, we call it, in June mm-hmm. that uh, strictly benefits our tuition assistance fund. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're probably going to save it for the next one. That's great. We typically have done um, a match with Bellarmine, and um, we did it this year simply because we ran out of time and we didn't plan for it. Um but normally, yes, our VP will make some calls and kind of see um, if there's a donor out there willing to kind of, and mainly we usually use it to unlock a match with alumni. So mm-hmm. um, typically in the past, like last year, we did a 10, 000, unlock a $10,000 match if 10000 was raised by alums. So, um, and that's usually worked for us um, each year doing it that way. But it was nice to hear Ali's comments of, doing two types of matches, I think um, might have to look into that uh, next year. So, um, but kind of also same, given the circumstance, the match wasn't super important to us. We made it just more so about number of gifts for any amount. It still worked out in our favor, so. That's awesome. That's great. How are you guys thinking about your events as we move into 2021 and and we have the possibility of vaccines and possibly beginning to slowly get back to normal, but we know that's that's maybe a longer horizon than we all want to admit. <laughs> but uh, how are you thinking about your special events or do you have any special events over the next six months that you'll be transitioning to online events versus uh, in-person events? Or how, how are you thinking about the next six months of 2021. Well, I'll jump in on that one because we're in the midst of our gala planning right now. And we just announced this week. Um, I knew it was coming, but I was kind of allowing our parent team to to come on board slowly that it's going to go virtual. I think people were h- hanging on that 
maybe we can be in person for a smaller in-person event, but um, we just knew it, it was going to be better virtual. I think it's going to be even better. It just opens up our horizon. And so that's why I think Giving Tuesday is important. It starts your story. It starts hearing, um, showing the new donors and, and maybe a new audience that is now captive and looking at social media. So we're fully going virtual with a silent and a live event. Um, we partner with a great company here in Seattle that I've done several events with that is a production company and they're doing a good job of keeping the costs low for nonprofits. And I appreciate that. So we're excited. I've, I, I think it is going to open up some new doors for us. And as an elementary middle school, we tend to have, be on the event heavy side. Like in the past, they've done, you know, every month is a different event. And so I think sometimes the this silver lining is all on, in all of this is that we put a pause on what's necessary and what really helps rather than just doing one more event. So I'm kind of excited about what this um, gala opportunity virtually is going to offer. And we're going to try to make it as much fun for community as we can, um, depending on what brings, what March brings as far as regulations and things like that. So yeah, so we're fully, we're fully engaged and moving forward. So we usually have our fashion show in May. Um, We have had a sewing program here at St. Hubert's for 79 years since the school opened. Wow. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Um, so our students, uh, they can take clothing and textiles is the name of the course as junior and senior. And we've had last, this past year was the first time we did not have the fashion show in a while. We typically have two, one here in school for all the students, and then more of a gala one that highlights the seniors and the um, collections. They, the seniors make three-piece collections. So, um, we are exploring the possibility of having it outdoors, um, hopefully, you know, that may be an option. If not, if we do film it and then do it online, you know, um, as right. an event, yeah, like a, I don't know, wine and cheese or something. Um, it's, it's a great event for the girls to showcase, you know, their, their projects and what they've accomplished, but it's always been a really good fundraiser for us too. So if we're unable to do it online, I mean, I'm outside then hopefully we would be able to do something online. I don't, I don't know that it's realistic to expect that by May we're going to be able to have an indoor event here in Philly. That's so. such a great, unique um, event. Uh, that's you have to share yeah. out the um, the link once you get it. So we I will. We're the yeah, we're the yeah. only school in this in the area, I believe, that still offers it. And we have a new teacher this year, and she actually graduated from St. Hubert's and went to. Um, Philadelphia University, which is now called Thomas Jefferson University, and majored in fashion design. So she's, you know, she's young, she's hip, she's got all great ideas. The girls love it. It's amazing to see the things they, they, that they can make. Uh, we've had we've had girls make their own prom dresses over the years. Wow. So. I'm just curious, um, Trish, have you ever tapped into one of the sewing companies like SoPro Singer um, to see it? if they would be willing to be a major sponsor? So, no, we haven't. That's a great idea. Uh, we actually just got a grant from a foundation here in Philly to, um, our students have been hybrid. So half were in every other day. Now they're all home. Um, and the grant allowed us to buy sewing machines so that when the girls are at home, they're able to use the same kind of machine as when they're here in school. 
Mm. So they can keep up with, you know, make, cause that's what happened last year. Everything came to halt on March 13th when we shut down. Sure. So they never got to, to finish a lot of their projects, but mm-hmm. that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and just so that, you know, so pro is really good with community okay. events. And by the way, I think it's their vice president is Catholic. Oh, nice. okay. <laughs> you can put me there if you would like. That'd be wonderful. Good tip. Sure. Yes. Nice that would be tip. great. Yeah, all, all the Catholic schools who are listening are now going to be calling SoPro. She <laughs> <laughs> or singer, singer. Wonder why their phones are ringing off the hook now? <laughs> we have a sewing program here, so it's legit. Yes, yes. it is legit. Yeah, yes, it's amazing it's and a long-standing one too. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I actually just finished an article for our annual report on challenging times. How when the women our school opened in 1941, it was World War II. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. you know, comparing our students then to our students now and in doing the research and digging through photos and books and newspapers, we have photos of when they were sewing back then. So, wow. So it's, it's a big that's deal. Awesome. It's I love great, that. Great, oh, that's a great story to tell. Yeah. It's fun. Awesome. Well, good. Well, uh, we're coming towards the end of our, of our time here together. I'm going to go ahead just around the horn real quick and let everybody offer some closing thoughts. Um, but I just want to say, especially to Paige, Rebecca, Trish, it's really been great to have you on the show today and sharing all of your wisdom and experience uh, with Giving Tuesday. Congratulations on all your success. Um, why don't we start with uh, with Paige? Paige, uh, what would any any closing thoughts for us? Um, I I guess I just would share that you know with the current situation, it definitely presents its challenges, but. Um, I mean, for us, when the pandemic hit in March, um, our, that's when we our gala was scheduled. So we postponed yeah. it to May. And, you know, we can really afford to just go without it. So we made ours virtual. And it was the most we be our record for our fund to need. So it, I, I just feel like during this time, although it's challenging, I feel like there are certain ways that, and especially things like this are, are super helpful and getting ideas from local um, schools and what other places are doing. But I just, I don't know, I guess in a weird way this year has presented, um, I, I think a challenging, but yet really successful year in a strange way. You like everyone's kind of spoken to, you don't really expect it. Cause I know businesses are being affected and certainly families for us are struggling maybe for the tuition and things going on, but I'm just kind of overwhelmed by the support that has come from it. And I think it's kind of for, in my personal role, just forced me to be more creative and find different strategies. And I think that's really a strong thing. And I, I guess when to a very brief short story, when we were speaking to different um, events that are coming up in the last six months, we just finished an event um, last month. And I guess we'll just say real quick, it was a sip and paint event, but we had paint kits for um, women who were able to paint Van Gogh. And we had like a YouTube live stream and, um, and we sold out. It was like 250 paint kits. People were able to drive to school and safely pick it up. But um, we also partnered with restaurants who were able to do takeout dinners. So we got to make it feel fancy from home. But again, it was an event that normally is really successful on campus. um, And it was equally successful this year. So um, I don't know, I guess just my last finishing thoughts are like, keep the faith and hold, you know, hold strong because I'm finding that 
so far, each event that's played out that's become virtual or has changed has been equal, if not more so successful. So that's just my my thoughts to everyone out there that's trying to find ideas. Be brave. That's a great, great thought. I love Grace. it. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you. Rebecca, how about you? I would ditto everything Paige said. I think now is the opportunity for creativity that um, maybe hasn't come to light. Uh, for me, um, I just relish every month I meet with the other development uh, representatives from all the K um, through eight school Catholic schools in the area. So we meet once a month on Zoom and, and share ideas and support each other. And and it's not a competition. It's just, hey, what's going on? What's your event? There's one right down the street, but we still all meet together and 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 really help each other and undergird each other and, and inspire creativity um, so that we can each tell our own story in, within our community. And so I just encourage people to to reach out and to help each other and partner together because we're we are all in this together and we each have something to offer our communities. And I think now is the time that that change could really inspire and bring some some new things. So mm-hmm. great, great thoughts, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you. Trish. I think if I've learned one thing with the Giving Tuesday and and asking for money over these last what nine almost nine months now, it's to be real, you know, don't, don't try and portray yourself as something that you're not. I mean, we're all living through this together. You know, you guys are on the West coast. I'm here on the East coast. Um, We're all in the same situation. And I think our, our donors know that our, our supporters know that, Um, you know, one phrase we used for giving Tuesday was that our students, we we told them to smile with their eyes. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't see a smile behind a mask, but we, we kept telling the girls, people can see it in your eyes. So, you know, Great. make sure you're communicating a, you know, a good, a good message to people. Um, and, and don't be afraid to ask, you know, people want to make a difference. People want to be able to help and do something and, and give them a good reason to support, you know, share your story, share your students. And uh, hopefully the good, the good news will come to you. Well said. Good advice. Well said, everyone. Anna? Oh, I did send you all the attachment mm-hmm. with oh, the with Thank the you. line. Okay, so you all have that. Jim and Fred, you have that as well. One of the, you know, I I, I really love hearing how you all articulated what kind of year it's been in terms of fundraising, mm-hmm. uh, little tidbits, little takeaways from that. I, I really like that. And and you're right. It, you know, you punctuated it at the end, Trish, where ask. Just it's so basic. Yeah. Just asking, you know, because we've all heard it. There are folks out there whose need is to be needed. Mm -hmm. And I think that rings especially true during the last nine months. Um, I'm a president of a nonprofit, a small grassroots, and I sent a letter back in April. I don't think I've had I think we raised more money this year, uh, scholarships for high school seniors than we've had ever. And it's just amazing that folks just easily, you know, sent money via PayPal or wrote checks. It was really great to see folks just give. So, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Great discussion. And last but not least, Fred. All right. Well, I thought I'd share one of the interesting tidbits that I came across uh, was that uh, Giving Tuesday is GuideStar's busiest day of the year. So. That tells us a couple uh, a couple things that we should take note of. Number one is our, our donors are pretty sharp. They're doing their research. Yeah. And number two, and just as importantly, they're ready to give. So 
I think yeah. to, to really utilize uh, Giving Tuesday um, to its fullest, it will, will have a great benefit for, uh, for our Catholic organizations. But uh, also beyond the, the potential for fundraising, another great thing about Giving Tuesday is the opportunity for donors to get involved and support the organizations right. and causes that they really care about. So, you know, that, all those things together, I think, makes uh, Giving Tuesday really a, a wonderful opportunity. And oh, yeah. I just uh, enjoyed hearing all the, the ways that, uh, that uh, the folks today are, are taking advantage of it. Thanks, Fred. Thank and you. I just want to thank all of you for a great conversation. I, I think anybody who's listening couldn't help but come away with at least five new ideas that they haven't heard before. I mean, I, I learned a lot today just listening yeah. from all of you. This is a constantly changing platform, right? And I think this year, above all other years, has been a time for all of us to learn something new. In some ways, you're we're learning new things. But in other ways, I think we're reaffirming those best practices that we always knew, which is being in front of our donors, telling our story, right. be, making sure that we're staying close to the people who are supporting us and and just continuing to give them a, a reason to give. And I think all of you are doing that and that that plays out in, in the numbers and the ways in which that you're being successful. Um, in a special way, I also wanna thank the Archdiocese of Seattle and the Fulcrum Foundation for gathering so many Seattle schools together today. Yay. That was tremendous. And especially to uh, the Diocese of Allentown, Jessica, who uh, pulled together some of our schools there. And of course, my friends in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, Trish, always great to see you. We'll be uh, back again next week for another Advancing Our Church uh, live on Facebook. Uh, this episode you'll be able to find right away on Facebook or uh, we'll be releasing it again on our website uh, on advancingourchurch.com on Monday. So uh, again, from all of us at Changing Our World, thanks and uh, appreciate you all being on the show today. Have a great day. God bless everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Thanks so much. Once again, I'd like to thank all of the Catholic school leaders who joined us on today's episode. And if you'd like to watch the full video of our discussion, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com and you'll find a complete library of our episodes. And also remember, we are going to have a second episode of Advancing Our Church this week, published on Wednesday. That will be our special Christmas and final episode of the year. Uh, so we look forward to joining you again. Well, that's our show this week. Many thanks to the Changing Our World podcast team and to Pottery Studios for another great show. And if you'd like more information about our show, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World, and we are a fundraising and social impact consulting firm that has been advising both nonprofits and corporations for over 20 years. For more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com. Once again, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas week. Look forward to talking with you again on Wednesday. Take care and God bless.